I believe that when you use promotional product correctly, you can achieve the growth sales, retain employees, and thank your client with purpose. So you want something in return, right, in marketing. So by planning, knowing, and targeting your target audience, you can achieve that. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is Swire Ho. Swire, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing super. Sun is shining. It's a bright, sunny day. And I guess I'm a few hours ahead of you. It's probably still morning there, huh? Yeah, it's around 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's 1 in the afternoon in Nova Scotia right now. But we're here today to talk about customer retention. And man... I really love customer retention. It's one of my favorite topics. We don't talk about it enough. But first, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit more about what you do? And uh, first, I want to say that Aswire is hashtag the promo guy. He's a promotional product consultant at Garuda Promo and Branding Solutions. So Aswire, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do there? Thank you, Matt. So again, my name is Swire. I give myself a hashtag, the promo guy. What I do as a promotional consultant is I help customer grow sales, retain employees, and thank their customer with custom branded products. So we could go on to different topics, but you know what people usually think about our industries are, they call them swag, which stands for stuff we all get. I don't use that word because I believe that when you use promotional product correctly, you can achieve the growth sales, retain employees, and thank your client with purpose. So you want something in return, right, in marketing. So by planning, knowing, and targeting your target audience, you can achieve that, you know, using what we do. So you talked about swag. And I mean, a lot of times we say swag when we refer to promotional products. But there's, I mean, there's so many different kinds, right? There's like literally tens of thousands of different kinds of promotional products. What do you, what do you think are kind of some of the more common ones that you see and you know, maybe let us know if you think some of those are a good idea or a bad idea. Well, the question, first question that we ask, especially if the listener, they're interested in uh, digital marketing. We know that before we start a campaign, uh, given maybe a Google ad, Facebook ad or uh, email marketing, you first have to research and know who your target audience are. Right. And you, you need to know maybe the demographics, the gender or uh, the income level if, if you choose. So for promotional product, it's the same. So for, for example, you and I have different interests. So for a company, let's say want to target us and give us a promotional product, we might not respond to the same. But if, if a customer, if a client knowing exactly who they're targeting and they tell me, you know, this is the demographics, the audience or by persona, then I can actually suggest something that will resonate with the target audience. So you don't give the same product to a soccer mom, for example, than to a C-level executive. So you need to know it's not product specific. It's how well do you know your client and find something that they will respond to. You know, that's a good campaign. All right. So do you have a couple of examples of maybe some stuff that's not kind of the regular old, you know, pens and, you know, the, the stuff you see at trade shows all the time? 
Well, in specific right now, you know, people wanted to receive something that they don't expect. They don't, they want to be well. And especially with the p- pandemic, you know, we're not having trade show. We're not having in-person event. So a lot of companies are having online, for example, Zoom meetings, but then it gets boring after 20 minutes, people tune away. So what we have actually helped our client is to develop what we call a dropship kits. So we actually present all the attendees a box of goodies before the event. So during the event, you know, the product actually give the recipient a taste of the actual experience. If, if you're selling something a lot more value, so maybe a little gift, a little example for you to taste of the actual services. Or sometimes we do, you know, we do happy hours. We actually send drinks, alcohols to all the participants. So we got people loosen up and then the CEO will come on and talk about their services. So it, they break down to a different section and then to present the material. So it makes it more interesting. So again, uh, it depends on what the client is trying to do. I, I won't say it's product specifics. Okay. So one thing that when you and I had talked before I booked you for the show, one of the things that you had mentioned was talking about client retention and client retention is huge. We talk about it on the show, you know, a lot with people who are on the show. We haven't anybody kind of specifically talking about why, you know, beyond just having people keep paying you, why is client retention important? And, you know, how can you do that with, you know, a strategy of, promo products or gifting, you know, what are some ideas for client retention? Well, first we have to set the stage, right? You know, why do we want it to appreciate and retain a customer in the first place? It's because that in a budget standpoint, you know, people always want to talk about saving money, right? It's actually a lot cheaper to retain and have repeat client than to go and find new client every single time. So because a repeat customer, they already know who you are. Maybe they have a good relationship with you. For them to give you more orders, it will be a lot easier. And by way of doing that is just to show them that you care. You know, it could be a simple gift that you send your client. If you don't want to spend too much, it could even be a a handwritten note card. You know, that could be fine. Or when we say you do it in in a special ways in the age of social media, we want, how can you turn your client into what we call a mini advocates for your brand? You know, for example, if you buy a car, for example, right now you're really proud of driving the car. What if the dealership or the car manufacturer give you a t-shirt of the car? Then you, you probably be wearing the t-shirt every day. And then when people ask you, how's that car going along and then you actually speak on behalf of the company without them paying you anything except that t-shirt uh, they're giving you away when you purchase a car. So think about things like that, how is it relate to your product and then you can turn your client into your mini advocates without you even paying them. Right. There's a lot of kind of prestige related items that you can get, you know, like t-shirts and bumper stickers and magnets and hats and all this kind of stuff where you can put, you know, the brand of the company you're with. And I know to a lot of people, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to wear the shirt of a sports team or I'm going to wear the shirt of the brand of car that I drive because I like my luxury car, whatever it is, right? I like my Chevy truck. But there's also a lot of other kind of SaaS product companies where people wear the shirts of them. I've seen people with 
you know, the Kajabi shirts because maybe they have uh, course material. Like we have our inbox mastery podcast mastery stuff. When you have reached a certain amount of sales, Kajabi will send you a Kajabi hero t-shirt, you know, and so you have that or you get like a coin or something that you can display in your office to say, I've had this many sales. There's ones for things like MailChimp where, you know, if you're a official MailChimp partner, you can get a shirt that says you're a MailChimp partner that you wear to your networking function or something, right? So there is kind of prestige-related items that are really good for companies, especially if people are proud to use your product. If somebody wants to kind of set up a retention program for their clients, where do they get started? Well, first of all, you you wanted to look at your uh, current client base if, if you haven't done so already. So I would suggest if you haven't started it, look at your top 10, you know, so in terms of revenue, who who and which type of client are giving you the most business, you know, for obviously you want to keep your top 10, right? And then I would even uh, suggest ask your, your top 10 you refer you know, if you haven't done so already. So for you giving them a gift and then you're actually trying to build onto the relationship with your top 10 client, or if you have more clients, you build a better relationship with them. And then don't just stop there, you know, ask them to give you a referral. Is there a company or a colleague that you think might be benefits from my product and services? And then you can build onto that. So having that campaign you know, build relationship with your existing client, and then they might be able to refer you to another company that might be able to use your services. So it's actually a win-win the more you think about it. Yeah, there's also gamification strategies that you can use. I know if you sign up for some email lists, you know, they'll be like, refer three people to our email list and we'll send you a sticker and five, you'll get a t-shirt and 10, we'll send you a pair of socks or, you know, whatever. Right. So there's and you can do that for internal company teams as well. So if you have a team uh, inside a large organization and you have something, you know, some big project or something that needs to get finished, you can be like, hey, if everybody gets this done, you know, on time, this is the prize. But if we can get it done on time and under budget, then this is the prize. And, you know, you could have items that you give away for milestones and things like that, too. Yeah, give you give you another example to put things in perspective. We work with a realtor. So the realtor, every time that he sold a property, so what the realtor does is in, instead of printing his logo really big, which is a lot of time what we do when we buy promotional product, is we want to print our logo as big as possible. So what, what he does is he took uh, pictures of the property for his client, and then he put the pictures of the house on and print it as a wine label. He sent the client a cases of wine for their home celebration. What happened is, you know, it doesn't even have the realtor's information on it. And then, but you can know that the homeowner is going to have some kind of housewarming, right? They might invite the new neighbors or they have their old neighbors to come on to see the new place. And then they'll, you know, break open the wine and then they will see the pictures of it. So the conversation is going to drive to, oh, you're going to a nice house who help you get the nice house and then they're all going to talk about that realtor so think about this strategy it's very subtle you're not hot selling your company but then you get people talk about you just by you sending them that cases of wine yeah i really like the idea of kind of a gifting strategy for realtors and service professionals where you're giving them a product that doesn't have your logo on it right something that's for them and they know it's for them because a lot of times it'll seem you know, almost like a little bit self-serving. 
if you're like, hey, I got you this gift. It's a steak knife with your name on it, but my name's on the other side. You know, <laughs> it's not as much of a gift as, as, as it is an advertisement. Right. But, you know, one trick about for realtors and other service pros is you can get magnets. And, you know, if you put it on like the back of a fridge or in the like on the upper part of the metal housing for air intake vent or something in the garage, right? Or around the furnace area. People never take those off. They're on there like forever. I was at a house with a realtor a while back and they, they were in the, <laughs> in the garage and they looked on the furnace and there was a magnet on there from a company that had repaired the furnace 40 years ago. So, you know, that's a good spot to put your stuff. But yeah, let's get back to the gifting idea, though. What about, you know, maybe like your smaller kind of mom and pop shop business, freelancers, you know, clinics, you know, therapists, all that kind of stuff, you know, where they've got, you know, they've got some budget, but they can't make like a huge campaign out of it. What's kind of a good idea for them to be able to kind of get started with that? Well, again, you, they have to think about a client first approach, right? So when they're giving it to someone, you know, even though they don't have a large budget, for example, knowing who the person is really go back to the initial question. Who, who are the target audience that do you really, how well do you know that person? For example, I have a, you know, life insurance agent where he told me that all his clients uh, were Asian. So the approach that I have for him is they all like to drink tea. And then they like to sit down and talk about buying life insurance. So I actually make teacup for him. And then to make it personalized, he actually find out what the, what kind of tea his client likes. And then the message that he wants is, I would like to have a cup of tea with you. And he brought the gift along and then with the favorite tea, then it got into conversation. So it doesn't have to be a very expensive gift, but knowing who your audience is, maybe they like to play basketball. Maybe they like to play chess, whatever that it is. Can you personalize for that person to respond to the gift right away? So if you look at that approach instead of the price tag, you know, that would also be a win in strategies. Yeah. I also like, you know, a lot of people look at promotional items as being a cost and not an investment. And it really is an investment in, you know, finding a client or, you know, closing deals with clients, too, because the impression you can make. I, I think it needs to be calculated into your cost of acquiring a customer. You know, say if you were going to find a customer through another means like a pay-per-click ad or a Facebook ad or something like that, you know, your cost of acquiring a customer could be. You know, in, in very good circumstances, it might be 10 or $20, but usually it's going to be, you know, 100 bucks, right, to acquire a customer through those means. And that's before you've even closed a deal with them. You can sure buy a lot of promotional products that are under $100 person, right? Again, going back to our uh, discussion, for example, I know that, you know, there are competitive uh, category. Let's say, for example, personal injury attorney might spend up to 300 to 500 per keyword click, Right. So they're aggressive people. But then when you explain them, you know, would you think about spending, let's say, for example, $50 to retain a client? Chances are people don't think like that. They would spend 500 to get a new client, but they wouldn't consider sometimes to spend $50 to make a client happy. So I want to uh, suggest to the listener to have a balance, right? So if you're spending X amount on getting and growing your business, then you need to spend equal amount of time and money to retain your client because they already are paying you. They know who you are. The chances of them 
giving you referrals to talk about you will be a lot easier than someone who might not know who you are. And, you know, there's other ways that you can do. It. I've seen some pretty interesting stuff recently from a marketing kind of standpoint, not necessarily customer retention standpoint. But one of them that I saw is a person had like a window decal that said, take my card. And it just kind of had an arrow down on the outside of their work truck. And then all of their business cards were magnets stuck on the outside of their car. So when their truck was parked somewhere and they're working and somebody saw it, they could just take a card off of the truck like a magnet. So that was a cool one. Another one that I saw that was kind of interesting is I believe it was like a framing company. So if you want to get like a frame on a picture, they were just giving out these little tape measures. And that way, you use the tape measure around your house. Then when you go to get a frame for something, you, you can measure it and then you can call and get the right size of frame for your picture. So I thought that was interesting. So you are a promotional products consultant. So you're going to help them kind of try and figure out what the product is that they can use and how they can use that for their client. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the goal. So if you if they're willing to share, you know, the more they share with us, the better that we can do. Because, for example, maybe like you said, there are a specific or maybe there's a hashtag or there's a trend going on in your industry that we didn't know. But then the more that you tell about us, the more that you tell about how your audience normally perceive your product or your industry, then we can create something clever. That's something that people would like to use who want to you know, wear on, on the body. Or nowadays, we are all journalists, right? We can all take a picture and when we can share the friends that we have. Can we create something that's shareable? Something that your audience will quickly want to share and let all the friends know on Facebook. You know, if we're able to find something like that, that to me is a winning product. It, it doesn't have to be expensive. It could just be, you know, decal, right? Or it could be a magnet. But the message is on there too. You don't want it to fill up the entire way with your email, with your address, with your, you know, content information. It could just be a clever message because you are giving the gift to the person and they already know who gave it to them. So you don't really need to put all the information on there, you know, People know people are smart and then uh, they respond to a smart uh, message or, you know, play around with words, you know, so make it fun. Yeah, I think a lot of people overlook the fact that everybody has the Internet with them basically everywhere they go all the time. So if you have a message on a product, you know, you don't have to spell it out for people as much. You don't have to be like, well, here's my go visit us at my website and here's my phone number and all that stuff. Right. I mean, somebody can Google it. You know, they don't even have to Google it, really. They could just talk into their phone. They can be like, Siri, what's a Kajabi, you know, and, you know, find that kind of information. So I, I really like the wine label idea and, and like the teacups were a really good one. Do you have another example of something that's a bit more kind of, you know, out of the box than than your average product? So what it is right now, especially in California, there's a, a job shortage. You know, a, a lot of company that I talked to uh, cannot find the workers that they're looking for. So another area that we have is, you know, to make sure that the employees are appreciated. So we actually create a lot of incentive, right, to appreciate the employees. So we have company that are buying their branded apparel, and then they actually are sending it out to employees who are working remotely. 
Because, you know, sometimes we have to deal with our life, we have to deal with work and it's stressful, our internet is not working. So they know that your employees are, you know, being more stressed, actually working from home. So they're uh, sending them a care package. So we're putting uh, together jackets, we sometimes put together some edibles, which is fun, like chocolates, popcorns, things like that, just to make them feel better. Or maybe there are things that we can improve people's life, you know, being maybe a uh, wireless charger or some people, it's funny, up, up until after a year, still don't have the right camera and still don't have the right lights when you do like Zoom meeting or when you go on company meeting. So you can actually help employees or your client be better. So, and this is something that they, they will use. And that actually a something that I can think of right now that is inexpensive is a webcam cover. Something that once you put on, you're not going to take it off and guarantee that you're going to see that logo every single day. And uh, man, the, the problem with employees is not just in LA. It's, it's all over North America right now. And uh, even some other parts of the world, too. I've been talking to people in other countries and they're having the same issues. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's to be expected. You know, it's June of 2021 right now. So it's kind of slowly kind of easing into the post-COVID world. I know that's what people are calling it, even though there's still COVID. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make anybody mad or anything, you know. But you've got easing of restrictions in a lot of places and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, people going out in person again. I did see a good one. It was little packages with it had a spray bottle of like hand sanitizer and then it had like a little package of wipes and stuff in it. It was like tied with a little bow from, you know, one company that we work with. I thought those were good ones, too. Man, there is so many options out there for gifting. And also a lot of companies, you know, they had that budget from events and trade shows and stuff like that that they haven't spent. Right. So if you are in a larger organization, that could be a good way to, you know, see if that budget is still there and and redirect that towards maybe employee retention or towards client retention, you know, for the stuff that you used to be purchasing for trade shows. Yeah, I think, you know, that will be another uh, topic, but, you know, how you're able to build the funnel, right? You know, we call it the, the sales funnel. How do you qualify your client? And then, you know, like, you know, Matt, you know, not everyone will be a client. So how can you use promotional product to identify who the real, you know, leads are and then you filter them? So maybe when next time when you do a virtual presentation, for example, so maybe you send a, a gift box to the you know, qualified prospect. So not only you're talking virtually, you can actually have maybe some example, maybe some testing or elements that, you know, they can actually see and relate to. So maybe even, you know, they are within the company, not the ideal client for you, then you can still ask them after you qualify them. Okay, I understand that you're not interested. Do you think there are other colleagues or contacts that you know that might be interested in our products? If, if that's so, would you mind to pass on the item to that person? So we're actually encouraging uh, people to give you to someone uh, who might be better uh, prospect for you. You can do that by creating a careful, carefully planned promotional product campaign. Right. We used to do that with uh, my second book that came out. We would sell everybody two copies instead of one. So for the, you'd pay for it once, but we'd send them two and then they have one for them and one to give someone else with a little card they could fill out to say, oh, you know, hey, I got you this gift kind of thing. Yeah, that's smart. So that was a handy one. 
Thanks. <laughs> so, Dwyer, if somebody wants to talk to you and, and wants to use a promotional product consultant, how do they get a hold of the promo guy? Well, what they can do, they could Google my name, Swire Ho, hashtag the promo guy. They'll see more of the work that we have done. They can also visit our website at garudapromo.com. I think right now, you know, you wanted to think your strategy. So, you know, if you're listening to our conversation, really do take around if you want to think about customer retention, look at your top 10. Find out who they are. The more that you can tell me about who they are, what they like, who they respond to. Maybe you can even go into their hobbies or their favorite color. The better as a consultant that we can help you to you know, retain the client. So love conversation, you know, love to help uh, you guys. Feel free to reach out to me. Sure. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Matt. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.